Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and this is the Jazzes Podcast. Everybody, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz's Podcast, and that is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz's Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Our guest today is the talented and virtuosic British guitarist Roberto Restuccia. Roberto has already made waves in the music industry with his previous albums, namely Exposure from 2016, When the Smoke Clears from 2017, and With Every Turn from 2021. In his latest release, Lounge Cats, Restuccia continues to captivate listeners with his successful venture into the smooth jazz territory. However, as we'll soon discover, his music is more than just a genre shift. In our conversation, Roberto emphasizes the fusion of different styles and genres, the origins of his interest in jazz, and drawing inspiration from various sources and more, all of which make his sound a unique and personal expression, rather than conforming to any specific categorization. Join us as we delve into the artistic journey of Roberto Restuccia. Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hi Roberto, welcome to the Jazz is Podcast. Hey man, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, first of all, it's a rare occasion where I'm speaking with someone and they're not on the other side of the planet or in in, in another time zone. You're actually in the UK. I'm in the west. I'm in the west of Ireland. So that that was uh, it. Was an easy uh, thing to set this up, which definitely is great. Whereabouts in the UK are you based? I'm actually uh, just outside London. Um, okay. So about kind of uh, 50 minutes outside London there. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't lose any sleep over this. So that's all, that's a yeah. good start, right? We're, we're, um, <laughs> we're, on the, yeah. we're on the same planet, which is good, you know, for sure. Um, this is good and also a good chance for me to kind of get to know or for the people who listen to the Jazzes podcast to get to know a little bit about the London jazz scene because interestingly enough, especially over the past few episodes, it hasn't really, we haven't had a chance to kind of uh, understand it a l- little better and get a sense of what it's like. So uh, we know that obviously it's a very eclectic scene, but from the experience of being an artist within it, uh, what can you tell us about what happens there and is there a collaborative nature to it? What's it like? Well, I would say, um, I mean, to be to be honest, uh, you know, the, the London scene is is fairly limited for for the style of jazz that we're playing, and and that's why my career definitely is pointing towards America as being the um, the main the main place 
um, of interest. There is a small, uh, a smaller scene um, in London, um, and that's doing really, really well. And obviously, full of American artists as well. Um, seems like it's an American thing more so than than a British thing for sure. Right, because when we talk about your music, progressively you've become more and more interested in the smooth jazz category, right? Sure, I, I'm not. You know, I mean, I yeah, you know, I'm not keen on the, the smooth side of things. You know, in terms of like the the, the word itself. You know, um, I know I know everything has to have like a uh, what's the word a tick box, I guess, to kind of you know define it into something. You know, I, I just I just think of it as just it's just you know just music and just a. a, a an ability for me to be able to paint a picture um, with many colors, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into it a bit more because one of the things that I love to do with this podcast series, of course, is kind of break the proverbial ice by asking the artists that I speak with how their journey in music began and specifically for an early childhood memory, which when they think back to it, they realize maybe that's where it all started from. Uh, do you have some, one such memory that you could share with us uh, on this podcast? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, my journey really didn't start in in anything jazzy at all. Um, you know, it was really, you know, the, the rock and roll, the rock and roll look, the rock and roll sound. It was, uh, you know, listening to, you know, in, in sort of 90s, it was like listening to like people like Slash and Guns N' Roses and, and Prince and, you know, and, uh, you know, sort of more rock, rock orientated um, uh, bands that kind of really made me want to pick up the guitar. And um, that's probably my earliest memory um, of, of uh, getting into the instrument, you know, and, and um, I didn't even really hear that much jazz. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was in my family. It wasn't something that was... Um, even on, on a radio, you know, or on, on, a, on an album, you know. So I, I don't even think I knew what the word jazz meant or you could attach it to a sound at the time because it was definitely more rock, uh, rock and roll driven for sure. But at what point did you begin to get interested in jazz? I would say um, it, it was more towards, I mean, I heard things like, if I would think back now, I heard things in like even Prince's music. Um, there were like snippets of like little bits of jazzy bits and pieces, uh, different sounds that I was really attracted to. And actually, I would say there was a guitarist called Ronnie Jordan, and he mixed like kind of jazz and like urban beats together. And even though that's not like a traditional way of listening, you know, a, you know, a traditional artist per se, it was my my first listen into like kind of, oh, that, there's some interesting notes there. There's some interesting grooves there. There's some... Uh, some dissonance in there I've never heard before and it kind of perked my ear and again you know it was people like Robin Ford Larry Carlton uh, th those were the guys that kind of really sort of perked at my ears uh, mm. earlier on to think okay there's there's more than than just um, you know standard pentatonic scale or or um, you know just a major scale for example you know they're using some some nice juicy notes in there you know for sure some different grooves yeah, and I was going to say a lot of groove. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a, a ton of groove, and and then I would say another. Just thinking now, as I said, as this is off the cuff, um, this is improvised. I went to the Academy of Contemporary Music for for a year, and um, I met you know some, some people like Pete Callard, who is you know a, a really great session um, guitar player here in the UK. And then Guthrie Govan just blew my mind. You know, he, he was, um, he's a fusion guy. 
Um, and, you know, again, you know, he really, really blew my mind with, with his, I guess, his, his knowledge and his eclectic taste in music really opened my ears to just be open to everything. And that's when I really started to kind of, you know, really want to sort of look into jazz a little bit more. And I went out and bought things like, I remember being in Guildford and, and buying things like Joe Pass CDs, Grant Green CDs. That's when I started to listen to like kind of more traditional styles of jazz, um, just because I just started getting the, uh, the getting the taste for it via people that, that were around me at the time. And do you find that you still have that eclectic taste uh, for music? And do you find that that also kind of influences your own music? Definitely. You know, it's funny because, you know, I wouldn't say I'm an out-and-out jazzer. Um, I have like, I have like this, uh, what's the word, cycle of literally I'll be, I'll have like uh, today, like for example, today I went nuts on, on, um, on, on kind of like playing jazzy blues stuff all day, you know, you know, more or less. And then I'll get fed up and then tomorrow will be literally the opposite end of the spectrum. It's almost like a sweet and sour thing. Or if I have something salty, I need something sweet and so on and so forth. And like tomorrow might, I might, you know, be rocking out for the day and, you know, and then the next day might be blues and the next day might be some traditional uh, kind of um, standards, for example. So I'm all over the place, you know, with that, and I love that. Um, so, yes, I, I, you know, I have like a cycle and it always goes in the same cycle from week to week, month to month. Um, and I, I really enjoy that side of things, you know, for sure. And it comes out, I'm sure it comes out in my playing. Interestingly enough, I, I, I don't know if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are also a painter. Is that right? My, my journey's been a, a funny one. You know, I was all set out to, to go to, um, to sort of do fine art and illustration and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and my path took a, a hard left, as my, uh, as my life seems to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I literally just packed up one day and I was like, I think I, I reached for like a guitarist magazine at the time and I saw there was a, a, a sort of a, a degree course in music and I decided literally one day just to go left when I was meant to be going right. I ended up going left and um, managed to get into this, this academy uh, for the year where I met, as I said, I met Pete Callard and Guthrie. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, been, it's, been, uh, it's been a strange one, but uh, I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, sure. But do you still paint? Um, very rarely. Um, you know, actually, art runs pretty strong in my family. Um, my son, for example, he's going down that road at the moment. It's like seeing myself again, <laughs> you know, with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't actually really paint that much. I, mean, I really don't have as much time um, to do that, you know, anymore. With with everything that I'm doing, I'm so engrossed in in the music making and um, and everything that we need to do here. Um, it, it, maybe sometime in later on in life, I, I would like to get back into it as a relaxation and something I just, you know, because I, I really do enjoy it for sure. But at the moment, not yeah. so much. Well, one of the reasons why I was asking you about that is because another thing that kind of fascinates me and I love to talk about is how, you know, music is also not only influenced by other styles when it comes to jazz, you know, people might be influenced by by different types of music, but also yeah. music can be influenced by other art forms. And so while, I, while you were telling me kind of like how you had sort of focused on fine arts and illustration, uh, I wondered yeah. whether... Uh, you feel that somehow that background influenced the way that you approached 
music, especially during your formative years? When you go to any, and this is going to sound off the cuff here, but like when you go to any establishment, um, there are rules. You know, there are rules in any establishment, and and um, I, I enjoy doing what I did, you know, art wise, but uh, I didn't necessarily follow the rules. And as as talented as you are, uh, you have still have to follow. You have to follow some kind of ruling. And this is where I think that the music came in and why I love this the genre that I'm in is there aren't so many rules and, and I enjoy the fact that I can break down those those that, that kind of area of I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that. I can go left, I can go right, I can go straight. And I think that's that's definitely helped me uh, understand, you know, that I what I love about music and the art side has helped me uh, become, I guess more creative um, maybe a bit more open-minded now and as you get older you get more mature anyway so I'm sure it's had some 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 impact in um, in my life and uh, and what's going on now for sure track you are hearing is from Lounge Cats, the fourth album by guitarist Roberto Restuccia, which also features many well-known musicians from Greg Manning to Mel Brown to Eric Valentine and beyond. We'll talk more about the album in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz A's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz A's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz A's, jazzays.com and these Jazz A's podcasts. Go to jazzays.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now... Back to our conversation with Roberto Restuccia. Perhaps just go just going back to kind of what you were saying earlier about getting into jazz. Was that part of the reason why you got into it? Is because jazz, perhaps more than other types of music, allows for that type of, you know, breaking the rules, blending different influences together, perhaps more than other styles of music. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I think that's kind of um, the thing that I enjoy about it. You know, mm. I, I think any any artist needs to, to be able to put their personality, you know, and, and I think if you've put in if you've put in the work and you've put in the hours, I think that, that you, you know, it's not a difficult thing for your personality to come out. Because, you know, if you've been working on yourself enough, those things just naturally come out You're in your stylings. Whether you like it or not, the only thing that changes is how you're feeling at the time. You know, whether you're feeling excited, happy, sad, whatever, it comes out. You know, it comes out in your music. And, you know, I mean, as you, you know, with, with my album, for example, the, the, I feel like there's there's quite a few different colors in there. You know, it, it's not all on, it's, yeah, it's not all on one level. You know, it's within the the, the sort of um, jazzy boundary, bluesy jazzy boundary, and I have to mention the, the blues word. 
but um, you know, it, it has to definitely shows different colors and different persona and personality. So let's talk about it a bit more. Lounge cats. First of all, <laughs> simple question: Where does the title come from? I just like you know, it, it's it's a funny one. You know, I, I've always liked the word cats and, and jazz always seem to go together, right? You know, it's like that cat That's over right. there. Okay, you know, and um, because it was maybe maybe a little bit more on the. Um, I want to like lot softer side, I guess it was, it was a little bit more loungy in some respects. I just, I thought it sounded cool and it had like a, a jazzy kind of spin on the whole thing um, where it was kind of a little bit more kind of laid back in some places. I just, I just love the title and it just seemed to fit a particular song. And I ended up calling the album lounge cats. I just thought it had a nice ring to it. And also, you know, when I was thinking about the title, uh, the word lounge I found to be particularly evocative because it almost suggests that when you're listening to this album, you're also entering a space. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, it, maybe that's a coincidence, maybe. on, um, But, you know, for me, it, it's funny. I do things on Vibe. So, like, I, mm. I'll choose a name on Vibe and usually within the first, uh, once I've created the album, or sorry, once I've created a track or created a Vibe, I, I don't turn off uh, my my you know my idea or anything without naming it. I've got to name it before I shut things down. And sometimes I don't shut things down before I name the track because the vibe to me is what you created at the time is the vibe, and that to me is the time where you would be able to name a track or at least hone into some kind of feeling while you're doing the vibe. So I try my best. Um, if a, if a title a title usually comes out. You know, but if a title doesn't, I usually try and just think of how I'm feeling. And sometimes words come out. Sometimes it's funny, you know, I, I have kids and like sometimes um, I play off what they, their reaction sometimes. And it helps me get a title as well. So it's, it's amazing where you get these inspirations from. But yeah, definitely with the vibe that comes out of the time, I tend to, to, um, to name the track, you know, for sure at that moment in time. Interesting. Uh, this is your fourth record. For me, every, every album, of course, is an artwork in its own right, but it's also the documentation of where the artist is at any given point in their personal journey in music. And, and I wonder, and I wanted to ask you, with this album, where do you feel you're at? I think at this point, I'm, I'm starting to find, I, I, I don't want to say I'm starting to find my sound. I, I'm starting to, allow myself to, to, to bring all the sounds out or start to anyway. And, you know, I've said this to other people is like, I would like every album to evolve, you know, and, and not be exactly the same thing as I did before. Um, and that's how I know I'm growing, you know, as an artist, you know, and, um, you know, even I'm starting to write new stuff and, and it's different from this stuff, you know, um, and, um, and that makes me really happy. You know, for sure. So I would say this album shows, again, just the colours at the time. And it, it shows some maturity, I guess, in, um, you know, melody and uh, writing and putting things together a little bit better, that kind of stuff, really. So, yeah, I, I hope I hope it's uh, an involvement from, from the last, you know, for sure. Right. But I don't think you ever appreciate your music until later on like i look back at the last album and i think that that's not too bad there's some cool things in there but at the time you know it's like you you, you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it do you know what i mean it's just when everything's fresh like that 
you just you just you, you don't appreciate your own stuff or you can't really hear it properly until you know much later on i think and i also wanted to ask you about uh some of the uh the artists that you have on this record that you collaborated with in some of these tracks uh you've mm. got some really cool people in there yeah um and we've got like people like um you know we've managed to work with greg manning with michael broning we had like randy scott on one of the tracks um, who plays saxophone and of course my good friend um inferno brit ollie silk who's been a never-ending help um and inspiration so yeah it's, it's been it's been really great and and a lot of the you know uk bass players and um drummers and everything they've all been part of this as well as some american guys as well um have, have been on this album so it's been a good mix you know for sure what what does the future hold for you? You talked about maybe making a move to the States and that's probably something that, you know, it sounds exciting, uh, confronting mm. yourself with a different scene and maybe, you know, being inspired in new ways. But uh, in terms of maybe uh, the future, do you see yourself moving in different directions and experimenting with other things? Do you have any ideas in your head, any ambitions that you could share with us? It's really, you know, at the moment, the main focus now is... is um you know, definitely more live playing and being seen more out in the States. All being well, I will be out there um, later this year, uh, which I'm really looking forward to um, as well. And, you know, I've had a really good start. You know, I, I managed to um, open for George Benson um, in April. Uh, which was uh, made, Yeah, <laughs> which, which is a good, you know, it's not a bad start, right? Um, yeah. You know, and um, so... You know, I've been exposed a little bit to some American audience um, and it got received really well. And I just want to enjoy the process. And that's really, I, I'm, I'm happy just being able to create. You know, if I can create and, um, you know, get by, you know, uh, financially as well, that's got to be said. Um, and to be able to, um, you know, to keep making music, tour, enjoy the process, work with great people. What else can you ask for? You know, so that that's kind of where I would like to and, and hopefully heading, you know, for sure. That's fantastic. Well, Roberto, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. enjoyed our conversation with Roberto Restuccia and I urge you to check out his new album Lounge Cat which is available now and if you love jazz and vinyl you should check out our Jazz Ace Vinyl Club join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you just go to jazzes.com and click on join vinyl club for more and as music from Lounge Cats by Roberto Restuccia plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazzy's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzy's.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.